Bibles to Matthew chapter number 3. Matthew chapter number 3 this morning. I appreciate the great meeting this week and the great preaching. Some of the, two of the in my opinion, two of the greatest preachers of our time. And uh, boy, it was a help to me uh, every night. But on Thursday night, Brother Joel... Uh, preached from uh, some of these verses, not the verses I'm going to preach from, but some uh, some other verses around here. <clears throat> and as he's reading his verse, uh, reading his verses, getting ready to preach, um, the Holy Ghost of God spoke to my heart about a verse of Scripture. I don't know if I'll finish, go back to Romans 12, I don't know. Uh, preaching on that thought of transformed. I'd already studied several messages down through there, or at least got some preliminary studying done on them. I don't feel that God will have me go back there or not. But uh, it just, just that real, all of a sudden, like a bolt of lightning, um, Thursday night, the Holy Ghost said, I want you to deal with this verse. If I'd ever noticed it, I don't remember it. I've read through Matthew a thousand times, taught through it in Bible college. But if I'd ever noticed this particular phrase that I'm going to deal with, I don't ever remember it. But I believe the Lord wants to do something this morning in our midst. Look at it, verse 1. I'm going to deal primarily with verse, verse 12, but to give you the context, let's look at verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken up by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare you the way of the Lord, make, straight his path, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a Leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. And when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also, the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth forth, that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me, speaking of Christ here, he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Look at verse 12. Whose fan is in his hand. And he'll thoroughly purge his floor and gather his weed into the garner. But he'll put the chaff, but he'll burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. Let's pray. Father, 
In Jesus' name this morning, I pray, I'm praying right now, Lord, for the power of God. Lord, I can say things and do things today that will not help. But Lord, if the Holy Spirit of God will speak to our hearts this morning, Lord, if people will receive the Word of God with a gladness of heart, I believe there are some great things that could be accomplished here today. But Lord, if anything's going to be done, you're going to have to do it. And so I just put it in your hands this morning, Lord, and implore of you to do a work in our midst. Lord, I pray that you'd still the service and help us, God, to have hearing ears. And Lord, a receiving heart. Bless us now as only you can, and we'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Verse 12, John's telling them, here comes a man with a fan in his hand. That's the strangest verse. This is a strange message. I'm going to preach on a man with a fan in his hand. Now, John here is a baptizing. And they're coming down there. And, of course, we know John is the forerunner of Christ. And they're confessing their sins and baptizing. And, boy, I liked what Joe had to say there Thursday night. One day there was a man that showed up to be baptized that had no sins to confess. Amen. Everybody else that had showed up confessing their sins, John was baptizing them. But Jesus, when he came that day, had no sins to confess. But we see as John baptizes, he's drawing a crowd. And part of the crowd that he draws is the Sadducees and Pharisees. I see them, don't you? They're standing on the bank watching him. He looks at that crowd and John is a man that doesn't pull any punches. He looks at them and says, oh, ye generations of vipers. Oh, you vipers. You dirty snakes who hath warned you of the wrath to come. Why are you here? And so John began standing Waist deep in the Jordan River, Miss Karen, he begins to preach a message to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Now, who is this crowd? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. I'll talk about them in just a minute. Then I'm going to get to where I'm preaching. The Pharisees, they were the conservatives, if you will, of the day. They believed in dressing right and doing right. They had all their T's crossed. They had all their I's dotted. On the other side was the Sadducees. They lined up more with the high priest. They were the political class. They didn't believe in anything. Everything goes. They let everything go. They were on the opposite ends of Judaism. But one thing, Brother Marvin, brought them together, and that was they had a hatred for this man's John's preaching and they would eventually have a hatred for the Lord Jesus Christ. And for the next three and a half years, they'll work to have him crucified. Normally, they would not speak. Normally, on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But they could agree on one thing. This hacking Baptist preacher had to go. They did not like what John had to say. And so they'd come down there to find fault. They'd come down there to nitpick. They'd come down there to see if they couldn't find John in something and John turned the tables on them and began to preach. Now I want you to know something about the Sadducees and Pharisees. Both sides were living a lie. The Pharisees they say oh we don't do any wrong. Oh bless the Lord. We just 
we're just so good. We're true to Judaism. We're true to the word of God. And we're better than everybody else. The Sadducees, they said, oh, the, the, the Judaism should allow more liberality of thought. And it doesn't really matter what you believe. And, and we'll just go with the flow. But in reality, both sides were living a lie. Neither side knew God. Both sides talked a lot about him, but neither side knew him. Both sides were living a farce. They had a pretense. I I believe Paul would have said it this way. They had a form of godliness, but they denied the power thereof. They they really didn't know the Lord. They they didn't know what it was to be saved. They didn't know, and they were living a lie. You know what I believe? I believe we could preach on we could preach on the church world, but let's bring it down more narrowly. I believe Concord Baptist Church is full of people that live a lie. Live a lie. They say, well, I am this or I am that, but deep down inside, something's lacking. Here's what John said. John said there's going to come a day when the Lord's going to do some sifting. Now, maybe you would agree with me. There's one thing that the Lord and the devil both do, and that's sift. The devil sifts Christian. He, he, he'll bring in adversity and see if he can't sift out some anger. He likes for anger to be what gets sifted out of adversity. He'll bring in some heartache, see if he can't sift out a little sorrow. He'll bring in hurt feelings, see if he can't sift out a little bitterness. That's the way the devil sifts. But I'm going to tell you this morning that God is also in the sifting business. And John said an unusual thing. He said, there's a man coming and he's got a fan in his hand. Now he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, he's coming with a fan in his hand. And that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. I want to preach on the man with the fan in his hand. I want to talk to you about God sifting out your life. He said, he's going to purge brother Marvin, the threshing floor. Now let me tell you a little something about the threshing floor. So what they would do. When they would gather wheat, they'd cut all that wheat down and they'd t- carry it a lot of times to a field, Brother Neil, that was up on top of a hillside and they'd lay it all out. The wheat, the stalks, the chaff, everything laid out together in this field. And then they'd take a, a team of uh, oxen and a sled and they'd ride across it and break it up and break it down. But see, at that point, it could not be consumed. So what they'd do is they'd come through their uh, brass with pitchforks and they'd begin with a three-pronged fork and they'd come and they'd throw it up in the air and throw it up in the air and then they'd come with a, a, a more uh, a, like a four-pronged fork and throw it up in the air. And what would happen is as they threw it in the air, the wind would blow by and it'd blow off the chaff and the wheat would fall back down to the ground. And so all day long, they'd work the threshing floor and they'd throw the wheat up in the air and the air would blow, the wind would blow and it'd blow the chaff off in the wind. And by the end of the day, they had nothing but wheat. But you know what happened sometimes? Sometimes the wind wouldn't blow just right. Or sometimes, sometimes the workers might even cheat a little bit and not get it thrown up good. And when they would do that, Brother Billy, occasionally the owner of the wheat would show up. Now listen to me. He would show up with a fan. And he'd take one of them pitchforks and he'd throw that, he'd throw that wheat in the air and he'd fan it with that fan. 
And see that chaff being light, he would blow that fat. That chaff would be blowing and the wheat would fall back down the ground. So here was what the point that John was making. He's saying you Pharisees know about a threshing floor. And you know what it means when the boss shows up with the fan in his hand. It means he's getting ready to blow away the chaff. It means he's getting ready to blow out the secrets. It means that he's getting ready to do away with all the pretend. And he's going to blow it over. He said, you know. And he said, he's telling them Pharisees and them Sadducees he's saying I know you're pretending I know that you're acting like you're one thing and you're another but it will not stand up when the God of glory comes by with his fan of truth and begins to blow the truth on your life all of a sudden the chaff blows away and you're left with nothing but what is real and sometimes that's nothing left because nothing's real and he's telling the Pharisees he's saying you'll not stand when the man with a fan shows up. I'm going to show you three real simple things this morning that I believe we need the man with the fan to blow on a little bit. First off, can I say that that fan represents truth. You know truth is an absolute. We live in this time these days where everything's a gray area. That's what we like. We like, for gray, we like gray areas. Well, that's a gray area. We really don't know. But let me tell you what this Bible deals with. That Bible deals with black and white, black and white, right and wrong. And it is the absolute truth. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that the Bible's absolute truth? And so what happens, Miss Karen, is when the fan of God's truth starts to blow on my life, all of a sudden the things that are right with me, they'll, they'll stay. But all of that chaff, Brother Allen, that starts to blow off. And occasionally what we need, and the reason I'm big on reading and studying your Bible, is occasionally what we need is the fan of God's truth to blow on our lives. We need that fan of God's truth blowing on our lives and blowing off the chaff and taking a good assessment and saying, where am I 